Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I give a rat's ass about Twitter. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs here from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Thursday, baby big board edition of the show. We are here to piss some people off, and I I guess this is a little bit my fault because I suggested it at the end of last Thursday's shows to get into the teams with the worst nucleuses nuclei whatever the word is but kyle welcome to the show are you ready to uh to uh embrace that villain role today nucleus nu- okay is that nu- it nucleos i don't know i'm just i'm just presenting different variations to make sure that we at some point check the box and get it right yeah. nuclei i think it's nuclei and yeah it's uh this is nobody's fault you have nobody blame here but yourself as you said, this was your idea. You kind of spontaneously come up with this uh, during the show last week. And here we are getting ready to dump on some teams uh, looking forward. Now, we already identified who we thought were each of the five best young nuclei's players to build around. And that was a conversation based on just three players, right? It's not mm-hmm. about the whole roster. It's your th- three players. Pick three players, those elite three young talents. This is a little different brand because we're looking at kind of just the overall roster from here. We're looking for kind of lack of centerpiece players altogether, and that as a result brings us looking at a little bit of a larger picture. So with that in mind, Joe, we have some very unpleasant business to get into today. <laughs> We do. We do. And so are you ready to do this? So, you, I mean, yeah, I'm thrilled, man. All right. Can't wait. Right. Who goes first? You do. You always go first on this show. So you ready cheers. for this? Cheers to that. You ready for this to get off the rails like immediately? Yes, because it's the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, Miami Dolphins is number five for me. And I, I was very honest with myself when looking through these rosters. And, and I look at this, this Dolphins team. And I don't have a long-term answer at quarterback identified. I've got a couple of nice pieces in the secondary I can really get behind, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick and Xavier Howard, who's really been an outstanding player for them. And he looks like he's going to be a top flight corner. But where are the long-term, the building blocks in terms of playmakers on offense? Who are the dudes in the front seven that you really feel good about for the long term? And I just feel like there's a bunch of just average football players on this football team. And, um, it just doesn't get me excited. And so I think the Dolphins need to stack together some drafts here, figure out that quarterback position. But outside of Minka and Xavier and Howard, I'm not like overly in love with any one thing on this roster. Yeah, this was actually a hard team for me to leave off, believe it or not, because 
I honestly felt like the Dolphins were a team that this was... Hi, JC. Hi, boss. Our boss just checked in with us live here on the show. Uh, might as well tease it now, Joe, before I get done dumping on my own favorite team. <laughs> we, uh, we have the opportunity with some of the things that we're doing here at the Draft Network to introduce uh, some interactive components. And uh, one of those things is going to be Twitch. We're not going into any details because we don't want you popping in on us before we're ready. But uh, we're recording this show live right now. And one of the things that we're hoping to do is to bring you guys into the show as we're recording it, allow you guys to interact with us live during the show. Something to look forward to. Our boss just let the cat out of the bag. So, JC, thanks. Uh, Surprise is out. Everybody goes now. The Miami Dolphins are a team that I look up and down. I know this team very intimately. And, uh, yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. This felt like a team that was going to be a lock. But then I look through some of the other rosters, and I said, well, they're just as bad as we are. Well, shoot, they're even worse. All right. So it uh, kind of snowballed, and the Dolphins were a just miss for me. They were the last team I took off, my candidates. Washington Redskins, for me, are at number five. Look at this roster. They just got done bringing in Alex Smith to play the quarterback position. He's not a long-term answer. Colt McCoy just broke his leg. So obviously there's nothing working for them long-term at the quarterback position. We don't know if Alex Smith's ever going to be able to play again with the severity of the leg injury that he suffered uh, just a couple weeks ago. Uh, the offensive line, Trent Williams at left tackle, good player, drafted in 2010, so he's not necessarily a long-term solution. Brandon Scherf's the guy who thinks a stud. But you know, to your point with the Miami Dolphins, who are the outside playmakers on this football team? I don't know. Darius Geis has gotten hurt before he's had a chance to prove anything in the offensive backfield. Uh, their defensive line is very, very stout. Uh, it's the one area of their team that I'm a very big fan of. Their safety combo of HaHa Clinton-Dix and DJ Swearinger is playing at an extremely high level right now. So defensively, they have some pieces. But I look at the linebacker core. I look at the corner situation outside of Josh Norman, who's not a young football player. And I look at their offensive playmakers in general or lack thereof right now. And this was a team for me that left me pretty, pretty underwhelmed. All right. So I won't let you know. If I have the Redskins on my list or not, I would be willing to bet you do not have the Redskins. Oh, oh, okay. You don't think I do. All right. So doubting your abilities as an analyst. All right. Well, no pressure (laughs) after the Packers thing from last week, you're still on the ugly as hell, man. All right. All right. So here at number four for me, this is going to piss some people off, but I'm ready for it. San Francisco 49ers. Ooh. And uh, I see your face there. I can't tell if you if you are on board with this or not. But uh, look, I think this obviously comes down to Jimmy Garoppolo and whether or not he can be the long term solution there at quarterback. The the knee injury really sucked because th- this was going to be an important year for us to learn a lot about him. But you know they've committed to him for the long term, and and you know, he deserved that contract based on what he did for that small sample size. But you know there's question marks about whether or not he. You know, look, <laughs> the worst thing you can do in this league is pay big money to a quarterback. It's not worth it. And we're still learning that. And we have question marks now that he's coming off uh, an ACL tear. Um, looking at the rest of this roster, I love George Kittle. I think he's a top five tight end. Looks like Mike McGlinchey's going to be a really solid offensive lineman. Um, DeForest Buckner's a stud on defensive tackle. I like Fred Warner. Akel Witherspoon has been down this year more than he was uh, as a rookie. But I mean, by and large, like it goes back to, all right, who are the playmakers on offense? You know, hopefully Dante Pettis can be that guy, but they have uh, big questions at wide receiver at running back. 
you know, they, they gave the big contract to uh, Jarek McKinnon, who, again, an injury. Matt Burita's a, a nice piece, but he's a complimentary guy. Some aging issues here with this offensive line. You know, the second level with Reuben Foster in that situation, him not being part of the mix really took away one of what I thought was a building block of this defense. And so I think there's holes, and I think that there's some some players that are in place that can emerge and really be part of this nucleus. But uh, I'm not overly excited, and I I think a lot of that really hinges on whether or not Garoppolo is going to bounce back and wind up being the quarterback that uh, the 49ers thought they were getting when they paid him. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and it's only fitting that this important interruption is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Have you thought about what you're getting your loved one this year? Or maybe you want to give the gift of sweet-smelling grundle bliss to your partner. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Whether you're the only one who gets to see what's going on down there or you're one of many, do you, your partner, and everyone else a favor and introduce yourself to this revolutionary company. Manscaped just launched their brand new Perfect Package. Inside the Manscaped Perfect Package, you'll find their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which features skin-safe technology and will prevent you or your man from cutting his nuts. Speaking of smelling nice, let's be real. No one wants to carry around that locker room smell with them. That's why I am thankful for the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep your crotchal region from sweating, smelling, and sticking. The Perfect Package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep that junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to this new new. Give the gift that will make your Valentine's Day spicy. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code locked on to get 20% off and free shipping. Ladies, this is the perfect gift for you and your man and men. Your partner will thank you. Trust me, he will thank you. And guess who else will thank you? Your balls will thank you. 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code locked on at manscaped.com. I thought reasonably about the San Francisco 49ers, but Garoppolo as a young, promising quarterback was enough to get them off the list here. All right, so we've got at least two different because I, I have Miami and you don't, and I have San Francisco and you don't. You don't have the Redskins either. Don't well, don't you lie to me. Don't right. don't lie to me. So I don't like lie. Lie it's in it's in writing here, so you'll be able to know. My number four is the Detroit Lions. Look outside of Matt Stafford. You know they just traded Golden Tate, so they've got a young, promising wide receiver in Kenny Galladay. They've got an athletic receiver in T.J. Jones. Their offensive line, Frank Ragnow, a promising first-round pick, a left-round offensive tackle or left tackle from the first round in 2016. Taylor Decker just caught a touchdown the other day, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. And he threw the ball in the stands. Are you aware of this? Yeah, and he wants it back. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently he found the guy. The guy was really good for him. Uh, but the offensive line's been a long time work in progress. They haven't had a 100-yard rusher from before this season for like four years or something like that. Um, carry on Johnson, promising young back. But uh, I don't see blue-chip players on that, that offensive depth chart. And Matt Stafford being the first uh, first round pick from 2009, he's not getting any younger. So if you're projecting five years from now, I don't know how many players are starting out of this offensive depth chart five years from now on this Detroit Lions team. Defensively, Damon Harrison, they just signed a free agency. He's a short-term plug and fix. Uh, their offensive or defensive line is Romeo 
Bakarwa, Ricky Jean-Francois, Damon Harrison, and Deshaun Hand. Zicky Ansa is also in there as well. He's currently says backup pass rusher. He's on the franchise tag. We don't know what his long-term situation is. Jared Davis has not played well. Uh, they've got uh, Darius Slay in the secondary. Grover Quinn's not getting any younger. I just think this is an older roster. They're, they're solid cornerstone players are all older players. So I think the lack of youth and exciting youth at impact positions is what hurts this, this roster looking forward. Kyle, do you think the Lions are on my list? No, I don't. They're not. They're not. I, so. I feel you and I are going to have two similar, and that's it. Well, and this is funny because we only had to piss off five fan bases, but yeah, we just wanted to overextend like, ourselves yeah. here oh, wow. and make us some more. Well, we really should have collaborated beforehand to avoid this. All right, so here we are. Number f- like literally a third of the league. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> Unnecessarily. All right. So number three here for me, Kyle, as I see you sip, is that apple juice? You're drinking. Yes, it is apple juice. You're right. Oh, I always knew it. I always knew it. All right. Number number three for me, Washington Redskins, Kyle, a list. They're on the list. I look, I just thought they deserved to be higher up. You're a little higher on the Redskins than me having them at five. I had them at three again. Yeah. No identifiable long-term answer at quarterback Darius Geis. I love him, right? He's a guy that I thought deserved to go much higher, but he's got this ACL injury a year after the ankle thing. And I, we kind of heard some stuff that maybe this, this knee injury is not necessarily healing as well. And as quickly as we, as we all hoped, I mean, I love Brandon Scherf. I mean, I like some of these 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 uh, guys, you know, the Alabama guys they've gotten and Deron Payne and John Allen. But by and large, like who are the dudes? Who are the guys that you can say are going to be my stars, my my pillars of this of this franchise, the guys that are going to be you know worth the big contracts? And I think there's going to be a lot of really solid football players maybe here in the mix. But I don't have any dudes, man. I don't have anybody that that I really say, OK, this is this is going to be my superstar playmaker. And uh I think that this is a team it's unfortunate because they were competing and they've, you know, the injuries have just mounted at an unbelievable rate, but uh, I, I don't see, I don't see the, uh, the long-term excitement here for the Washington Redskins. And again, a couple drafts can really change that, uh, but they got to go out and do it. Right. Joe, uh, before I move on to my third team here, would like to talk to everybody about one of the sponsors for today's show. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery heated clothing. Heat on demand at the touch of a button. Control your environment with Action Heat. Action Heat clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels similar to those of a heated car seat. They can temperatures up to 135 degrees and are powered by a rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion battery that lasts up to 12 hours on each charge. Perfect for any friend or family on your holiday list. Great for anybody who likes the outdoors or just hates being cold like I do. Uh, Action Heat clothing is toasty, warm, and provides comfort for your whole body thanks to their jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and even undergarments like the heated base layer shirts and long jumps. You can stay warm and cozy from head to toe with Action Heat. Action Heat is available in men's and wins styles, and it makes winter activities more enjoyable with a blast of warmth. So if you're interested in getting in on some of this warm winter goodness, we have a deal for you. You can go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything that Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on or use the coupon code locked on to save 20% at checkout. Stay toasty warm while you enjoy all of your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat. 
we'd like to thank them for sponsoring today's episode of the podcast. Be right back after this brief pause, and we will resume our countdown of the five most disappointing nuclei in the NFL. This is NFL Under Review, local experts on the biggest NFL stories. The NFL Honors Award Show was last week and one surprise when it came to Defensive Player of the Year. This is Bear Motter with your Los Angeles Rams update from Lockdown Rams. Aaron Donald would have been the first player in NFL history to win the award three straight years in a row, but it wasn't the case that the NFL Honors that award this year went to Stephon Gilmore. And don't get me wrong, Stephon Gilmore had a great season. Six interceptions, 18 pass deflected, two touchdowns. He had 53 total tackles. Stephon Gilmore won the award with 21 votes. Chandler Jones came in second with 14. TJ Watt with 10. Although Donald says this doesn't bother him, I see him putting this chip on his shoulder, working even harder, and coming back stronger in 2020, which is a scary thing for the rest of the NFL. For more NFL news, subscribe to the Locked On NFL Podcast only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Joe, you ready to get weird? Uh, yeah, I am. I am. Yeah, because we are going to dash the hopes and dreams of the New England Patriots fans, the loyal New England Patriots fans who are listening. You are on my list, friends, at number three. Josh Gordon, Dorsett, Julian Edelman. It's the wide receiver core. Trent Brown at left tackle. Joe Thienwe, David Edwards, Ted Karras, Marcus Cannon currently starting on the remaining spots of the offensive line. Rob Gronkowski has flirted with retirement multiple times already. Said he would have retired rather than go play in Detroit if they was traded to Detroit. Uh, Tom Brady has almost been in the, the league long enough to drink if he started at the age of zero. Was drafted in the year 2000. It is now 2018. It's almost 21 years. Sony Michelle, first-round pick, James White. The running backs are the most exciting part of this offense in the long term. Defensively, they don't have a lot of athleticism at linebacker outside of a, a hybrid in Elan and Roberts. Kyle Van Noy was once considered a, a draft bust. He's kind of turned his career around in New England. Not again, anybody super exciting on the defensive line. Uh, Jason McCourty and Stephon Gilmore is not a bad corner combo. Um, but by and large, you know, they're, they're impact players. Again, some, one of the criticisms I had with one of the other teams here is they're not exactly young offensively. Their cornerstone players are old as dirt. And a guy that came into the league with a, a bad back that's battled injuries the entire time he's been in the league. So I think it's just kind of a, a toxic situation here where this team competes thanks to Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And if those guys get the boot, I can't guarantee this team's going to be very competitive if they incur both of those losses at the same time. All right, Kyle. At number three. No, this is two. At number two for me, the Oakland Raiders. Now look. Now look. I I understand the draft capital that is coming in the next two drafts, and that can certainly change this a lot. But right now, looking at this roster – it is really, really bad, and there's not much in, in the way of exciting young talent. Obviously, Derek Carr is a bit broken right now, and you know he's, his weapons are old. 
and very unexciting. I mean, we're talking about Doug Martin, Jalen Richard, Marshawn Lynch is running back. I mean, Jordy Nelson, Dwayne Harris, Seth Roberts at receiver, an offensive line that was once one of the better units in the league, but it's aging, right? And it's getting older. And they invested in Colton Miller, their first round pick last year. And that's a player that I thought was truly a developmental guy that, uh, you know, had a modest ceiling and, and he's plugged in right now at left tackle and he's really struggled at times this season. And so he's going to really have to, uh, you know, develop and, and prove that he can be an upper echelon left tackle to justify that pick on defense, man. We've got a lot of problems at, at all three levels. Now I do like Mo Hurst or defensive tackle. And so I hope that he'll continue to not have any hard issues that pushed him down to the fifth round in the draft. But, uh, outside of him and that front seven, you know, who's exciting? Nobody, like literally nobody. Maybe Arden Key can turn into something. He's really struggled at times this year. P.J. Hall is flash, but for the most part, this front seven needs like five, six fresh young players to really get excited about. Now, I like Gary and Connolly. I think he can be a true number one corner, but the rest of the secondary is really underwhelming. We're talking about Daryl Worley and, and Marcus Gilchrist, who's he's been okay at times, but I mean, who are the headliners, right? I mean, they're not there. They're, they're, they're playing college football right now. And so ideally, you know, that's what John Gruden's done. He's bet on himself to be able to uh, build through the draft and hit on these draft picks. And he's going to have to, because right now this talent, this lot, this roster is truly lacking in talent. Joe, what if I told you the Oakland Raiders were also second on my list? I would not be surprised. Great minds think alike. The Oakland Raiders are the second team on my list, and I agree with wholeheartedly everything with what you said. One of the key identities of this team the last couple of years has been that interior offensive line, right? Their ability to just punch you in the mouth, rock you off the line of scrimmage. I mean, Gabe Jackson was drafted in 2014, but these other guys, you know, they're, they're not, you can't count on them playing at the caliber that they're playing at five years from now. We don't know what Colt Miller is at at all. We can't trust that this this front office and coaching staff isn't going to just totally overhaul this whole thing starting this offseason. So for those reasons and the the unknown that's involved and the lack of talent that's currently here is evidenced by the product they're putting on the field, the Raiders are on my list as well. All right, so this is interesting because I think it's guaranteed that your number one is not on my list. And that's going to be really wild because that means the New England Patriots are number one on your list. Yeah. New England Patriots right there. Number one on my list. And look, I, I mean, don't know how you missed mine. I'm really excited to find out who it is. Um, number one on my list. I mean, I think you, you went through their depth chart basically and talked about what it is. And I mean, the reality is this is a team right now that is going to probably go to the AFC championship and probably have a chance to, to win that and go play in the Super Bowl again. Right. But that is so much Tom Brady, right? 40, whatever year old Tom Brady. And I think in adding Isaiah Wynn and Sonny Michelle in last year's draft, it started giving them some type of an identity for the, for the future and making sure they'd be able to run the ball. Right. But I mean, like by and large, think about this roster three years down, down the road, like who's on it. Who's on it right now when you not look the at guys it? that are on it now? No, it's not these guys. It's not these guys. And plus, I mean, what's going to is Brady and Belichick. Is that a, is that a combination thing? Is their life is their life with just Belichick? I don't know. I don't think that happens. Right. Like this team right now, go win your Super Bowls. Enjoy the success. You, you Patriots fans, you've had more success than anybody in the world deserves over the last 20 years. 
but there's going to have to be a big rebuilding process uh, coming soon. And uh, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not really excited about the future here. And now who the hell is your number one, Kyle, that I don't even have him in my top five right here. You don't, you don't have any problems with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster. And I looked at it and I thought about it. Oh, you thought about it. I thought it's in bad shape. Bad shape. (laughs) Listen, I'll start with the cornerstones, the players that I do like on this roster. I like Ali Marpet a lot. I like Mike Evans a lot. I like OJ Howard a lot. Heck, you even go on the defensive side of the football. Uh, I think MJ Stewart can be a nice nickel corner, but he's a rookie. We don't know what he is right now. Levante David's an athletic linebacker. Quan Alexander has had some issues with tackling, but promising player. Kendall Beckwith, same thing. That's all this team's got, Joe. Look forward to this team three years from now. I'm going to read through the entire depth chart. Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson played at a high level in three years. Yes or no? No. No. Mike Evans, probably. Yeah. Chris Godwin can step into that wide receiver two role, and I think they'll be fine. Is Chris Godwin a star? No. Is Chris Godwin a above-average starting wide receiver right now? Not yet. Not yet. Could possibly get there. Is Donovan Smith any good at left tackle? Uh, he's a below-average left tackle. Ryan Jensen's okay at center. Caleb Benenock starting at right guard. You think he's any good? No. No. DeMar Dotson starting at right tackle. No. You think Jameis Winston's on this roster three years from now? I think that's the big unknown because he's 24, right? I mean, I don't right. know. Probably not, though. I mean, turnover machine, Jameis Winston. Think they, if, they, if they undergo a coaching change, a hierarchy change, I wouldn't be surprised if Jameis wears out his welcome there. Peyton Barber, lead back, doing anything for you. Uh, doesn't wet my whistle. No, does not wet your Wilson. Cameron Brace there at tight end, too. So they got, what, four quality players on the offensive side of the football? Four uh, uh, O.J. Howard, did you count him? I know. Yeah, I, I mentioned him when I, when I first went through the players that I liked at the very beginning. So you've got Evans, Howard, Brate, and Godwin as your well, – Marpet, too. And, Mar- and, and Mike Evans, five. You've got some reasonable pieces there. Yeah, they've got some reasonable pieces there, but they don't have, I don't think they have a quarterback. Jason Pierre-Paul. Jason Pierre-Paul. High-quality football player three years from now? I'll be declining. With his stump? <laughs> get double-digit sacks this year, man. So. Gerald, Gerald McCoy, first-round pick in 2010. He'll be an 11-year pro. Next year. I don't yeah. think he's on the team long-term either. Uh, Bo Allen and Vita Vey, I'll give them both to you. Because I think the answer is the same for both of them. You getting real excited about having either one of those guys on your roster? Uh, Vita Vea needs to be something. My God, I mean, first round yeah, pick. And, oh, man, the dude. guys they took, they didn't take. If and got Vea instead, is going to make people Darwin sick. James. Yeah, people are going to get real well, sick. I wasn't going to say his name, but my God. Yeah, I think I just triggered off Tampa. That's okay. Um, Vinny Curry, Carlton Davis, Jordan Whitehead, Justin Evans, Frank Grimes, MJ Stewart. Listen, I know some of these guys are young, but I don't know if these guys are good. So I think there's a whole lot of guys I'm not sold on at all with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster. And that Jameis Winston black hole at offense made this a team that I had to give some, some recognition to. So look, you have I, thoughts. I can tell you're sitting. No, on I did. I do. And, and I, I didn't, 
include the Buccaneers on my list because I thought they had enough here to like it, the other teams that I mentioned, like they had enough, but it wasn't necessarily young talent. But I think in Mike Evans, you've got a guy that's going to be a bonafide top 10 receiver for the long term. I think OJ Howard's going to be a top five NFL tight end. You've got a piece on the offensive line in Ali Marpet that I think is really going to be one of those guys that will stabilize that unit in some way for a long time. Uh, Jameis is the X factor, right? Is Jameis going to be anything? And I know that's tough, man, because like leopards don't change their spots and the same crap we've been watching for years continues in terms of his ball yeah. security issues, but yeah. he's, th- he's 24. Like he's not that old. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe there's a chance. I don't know. I mean, I think Jameis at quarterbacks a lot better of a path than, than the other teams that I mentioned on my specific list. Uh, minus obviously uh, San Francisco. Yeah. There's not a lot to be excited about, about on this defense, but you can fix that. I think you can make strides on that. I mean, look, I'm are, not are a, we talking like, about making strides? Or are we talking about what's there right now? We're talking about what's there right now. And, and it's, there's question marks all over it. So, um, I, they were, I, they were probably sixth on my list, but I, I mean, number one, man, like, whew. you know how I feel about Mike Evans. <laughs> Greatest draft miss of all time for me is Mike Evans. So poke fun at myself here a little bit. No, I mean, I'm just, I, I think you're absolutely right that Mike Evans and OJ Howard are good pieces, very good pieces for you to have around your offense. But I think Isaiah Wynn and Sony Michelle are a good piece to have on your offense for the New England Patriots. Yeah, that means a lot more proven than those Tampa guys. You're not wrong, but I really liked Isaiah Wynn on film. And I know you did too. So, why don't let you guys let us know what you think. Let us know how wrong I am. I actually think JC, who's still watching the show, uh, just fired me in the comment section yeah. on Twitch. So, so. I'm Hiring new co-hosts. It's been a great, great ride. Everyone who (laughs) listened along, Joe and I did about 400 podcast episodes together and no longer. We thought it was going to end when you and I watched a Bill's Dolphins game together. Turns out it ended four days later when I put the Bucs as one of the least desirable uh, franchise nuclei in the NFL. So keep it to yourself over there at the Joe Marino. On Twitter, folks, let them know what you think. I'm at grinding the tape. Thanks as always for tuning into the Draft Dudes podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. We're doing Super Show with John and Trevor from Locked. Or I'm sorry for Locked On NFL Draft. Make sure you swing by, check it out. Hit subscribe on the podcast. Bless them. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.